Welcome, baseball fans. It's time for the Running the Bases podcast. I'm Tucker Wells, joined once again by Coach Jordan Bounds. Coach, it's been far too long. Been forever. We've been all over the world since we've done this. I, truly, all over the world. It's been at least a month and a half since we've been here talking baseball. So it's good to be back. How are you good, sir? How are your travels? Uh, my travels were good. Not as extensive as yours, but good. Both left the countries. Nice to be back. Nice to come into the, we're at our time of the year. This this is our final four, our March madness, everything else. Couldn't agree more. And it certainly is the most superior of all those sporting events you just mentioned. I mean, uh, it's I October. I just mentioned one, but yeah, that was... Yeah, well, it's better than that one. Better so. than the Ryder Cup. <laughs> there you go. Well, it is October. Uh, we've got playoffs to talk about. So much to catch up on uh, with the last few months of the baseball season. But first, uh, right out of the box, um, I was in uh, Brooklyn, New York two weeks ago for the World Baseball Classic Qualifier. Sadly, you were not able to join me for this, but a big congratulations and shout out to Team Israel. Um, they won. They had uh, myself and by proxy running the bases on board for this tournament. Um, it was a great atmosphere. Uh, I just want to say thank you and congratulations to Margot Sugarman, Peter Kurtz in particular, to everyone with the Israel Association of Baseball, uh, the whole team, the players. It was great. It was a great environment. What, what do you think about the World Baseball Classic? You know more about it than I do. Uh, I what do I think about? It? I think it's a good thing. I think it is part of the uh, making baseball fun again. It extends into a, a, a different millennium. It's not uh, it's not professional, but it's not pure amateur either, and that's nice. The the first three tournaments that they've done two thousand six, two thousand nine, two thousand thirteen. Um, have you enjoyed the quality of baseball? Have you enjoyed the, the energy? I, I, learn, I mean, shoot, we, Peter Moreland doesn't have a career without the WBC. Right. And I, I remember you, Darvish, thinking, whoa, you know, I mean, so yes, we've seen, and uh, what's his name on the Yankees? We've seen, you know, these people have come out of the WBC. Uh, and it has, it's so interesting watching the different uh, uh, Caribbean teams play and uh, the personality. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, there there are problems with it structurally, but you know, in terms of Major League Baseball, you know, and timing and uh, pitchers' arms and all all this sort of stuff. But yeah, you know, I, I like it. Yeah, well, it, speaking of like the Peter Peter Moylans of the world, none other than Mr. Jason Marquis. Shout out to Jason Marquis. He started two of the three games that Israel played in, and, and he had been retired for fourteen months, but said, you know, absolutely, I want to come. I want to be a part of this. You know, he had his competitive juices flowing and whatnot. And um, yeah, the, the showcase element is so wonderful. I mean, we did a, a story about uh, baseball in Israel a year ago. You can find that on the website, by the way, articles section. Um, but, you know, where the where the World Be- where the World Baseball Classic is is the greatest asset to Major League Baseball is that it's finally growing baseball in places you wouldn't you and I would never think about. Pakistan was there in Brooklyn. Did you know that Pakistan had a baseball no, federation? I, I've seen baseball teams throughout Europe, uh, and I've been to several games in Europe. Uh, I didn't know that Pakistan had, and I, I'm not even going to say anything. That's that's open to too yeah, many that's statements. true. Uh, the, Let's uh, keep it with baseball on this. <laughs> that, <laughs> there was one reporter that uh, 
stated how uh, <coughs> help help yourself to it. Yeah, that was too there. easy. That was too easy. But there was one reporter I overheard saying like, "Oh, Pakistan and Israel will be on the same field. What's that all about?" <laughs> yeah, and without missing a beat, Peter Kurtz from the Israel Federation was like, uh, "We'll play them. It's fine." So, so we'll try and keep it in there. But but yeah, I, I for one certainly didn't know that they had organized baseball there and. The uh, I'll tell you the games that I've seen in, um, in the professional games that I've seen in Europe and I've seen like their playoffs. Uh, they were easy to get tickets to. Uh, the uh, but it, it was good baseball, but they don't have the arms. That's the biggest difference. Uh, outfield arms, pitchers, uh, shortstops. The arms aren't the same. Yeah. And, uh, and and I think that's a lifetime of development, you know, as much as anything else. Right, right. Well, um, they really, you know, Israel because I know most about them, uh, as, especially in regards to this tournament. They've been working on developing their leagues for thirty plus years, and so the arms have gotten better. Uh, they have a pitcher named Dean Kramer who just signed with the Dodgers, who um, is Israeli born, first Israeli born athlete. So I think. How it's going to elevate the quality, just as the 1992 Dream Team did for absolutely for basketball, yeah. yeah. And the fan support was great. Uh, there were two in particular: a Jimmy uh, Harlab, hello sir, uh, he was great, and then there was the Brooklyn Cyclones cowboy cowbell fan. Uh, always needed more cowbell, so so it was great. And you know, here's the thing: international baseball rules. The pace was so nice and quick. There was no replay challenges. It was like baseball in its purest element. So, uh, how so? Well, you know, there was there was a lack of the you know uh, between innings big corporate sponsorship tie-ins, which was nice. But as far as the play itself, like they had the ten-run rule. You know, they would call the games early on the mercy rule, um, and you know there was Did no. They have to go four. Before the five, uh, oh, they have to go five before the ten run rule can be in. Right, right. How do you feel about the ten run rule in international baseball? I've, from what I know, and I, I don't know that much about it, but I, I think the rules in international baseball are very much like amateur rules. They speed up the game. They stop humiliation. They uh, protect uh, arms and things. I mean, uh, they have uh, pitch counts and things uh, of this nature, which are. Uh, use more to protect the uh, the athlete. I certainly I like that. Uh, I think it's still kind of amateur baseball, but I think that's the way it needs to be. Right. It, it had that pure throwback element to it, right. and then the pace was so nice and quick, and you know, no one had time to delay to be like, well, let's wait for the replay challenge to come in. It was great. So, you know, it does have that you know throwback to it, but. Uh, you go back to when we had all of these industrial teams and, you know, little town teams and everything from in the 20s and the 30s and through the Depression. You'd have, you know, Bill James come down from, you know, the knitting factory who would throw 300 innings in a week, <laughs> you know, it just like, yeah, Bill, can you give me can you give me nine more? The uh, yeah. So, I mean, there was, you know, the that kind of protection. That's that's more of a new thing. That is more of a new thing. I think a good. You yeah, know, I do too. Yeah. I'm not saying otherwise, but yeah. Though I would love to see someone attempt to throw 300 innings in a week, just as long as it's not 
the stakes are too great. You look at some of these people, old Hoss Radburn and John Clarkston. These are Hall of Famers. <laughs> these are people in the Hall of Fame okay. who uh, would pitch 75 games a year. They would start 75 games a year and finish 75. And they would win 47, you know, or stuff. That's why they're in the Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> right. The, uh, I mean, now this is pre-change of the century. But, uh, you know, and, and they're only there for about three years. Silver King, I I think he won the most games ever in a season. I, I don't remember exactly what. It, it's, they're just Not, unbelievable numbers. Yeah, and well, people that we don't think of as the greatest pitchers of all time, uh, but they're in the Hall of Fame because they, <laughs> they put up some tremendous numbers. <laughs> they really did in a short amount of time as well. Right. Yeah, uh, Jack Chesbro, I know, won forty-one games in a year. Are these major league baseball yes, players? Yes, Jack Chesbro playing for the Yankees or okay. the Highlanders at that point. Yes, the yeah. John Clarkson was on the Braves. Yeah, the uh, Boston, Boston Braves. Braves. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe Verlander it, or Price. It's 1880, though. These guys are like, you know. <laughs> that was a, a little bit of a different era. You think? A L- little bit. So, well, anyway, I could go on and on about the World Baseball Classic Qualifier. It was a great week. It was it was great to be around that. It made me excited for October. And again, congratulations to the uh, Team Israel, uh, to Team Brazil, Great Britain, and Pakistan. It was a wonderful event. Thank you to Major League Baseball for having us there. Me, How good rather. was Brazil? And uh, that they Larkin's had some arms. worked with them yep. uh, for a while. Yep, Barry Larkin, uh, Steve Finley hitting coach, Latroy Hawkins as yeah. the pitching coach. Um, they were really solid, had a lot of speed, had the arms, but really Israel had the most uh, Major League, Minor League experienced players mm-hmm. uh, for this qualifier. So they really, and, and Great Britain really surprised a lot of people. And myself included. So um, they're they really upset Brazil, who was at the very least expected to be in the final. So, right. but some speed and some arms uh, coming out of Brazil. All right, it is October. The playoffs are here. Let's jump right in. Uh, your predictions were pretty right on. Uh, as you look at the National League. Who's your favorite? Who are you most excited to see? And uh, of the teams that didn't make it to the postseason, who surprised you the most that they they are not there? I, did, I said that the Cardinals wouldn't make it to the postseason, but it still surprises me that they didn't. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> the, uh, these are the treasures they... of Satan. Uh, I, <laughs> so I'm... Uh, it just... doesn't surprise me we don't have a lot of followers from St. Louis. That's that's <laughs> odd, I guess. So, But oh, anyway. Sorry about that. St. Louis is a nice town. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's you beautiful. went all to the school brick. there, you know? All, Webster University. All the brick. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I all right. Uh, who surprised me? Whatever in the National League. I mean, I thought the Nationals at the beginning of the season would be there. Right. They they are broken now. You know, uh, if they can get through the first round, they may uh, be in better shape to go on. But uh, they're a broken team right now. Uh, the uh, and making up for Ramos is going to be tough. You know, yeah, uh, that he's was not going to be there after the first round. Yeah. Um, the, Outside of Scherzer, who who's who's, I mean, who who's the number two on that staff right now? Strasburg is he? I, I sadly Strasburg is up, is supposed to be coming back after the first round. Okay, that's what they're saying. So, uh, what's his name? Rourke will be number two. Tanner Rourke, yeah, yeah. Um, now, um, but the Cubs uh, are 
healthy and strong and young. Uh, they didn't play well down the stretch. And I know Arietta and some people, because Madden was pulling, you don't want to see what happened to Washington happen to them. Uh, but they've got three... Th- They've got the three toughest pitchers going into the playoffs. Um, they have a manager I think can turn them around. I, I don't think I think they will be able to turn on the switch. Uh, and so I'm, you know, they're, they're in good shape. Uh, the Dodgers did not. I mean, uh, they had a chance to put the, their foot on the throats of the Giants this weekend and win a game and just finally get all of those left-handed pitchers out of their hair yeah because uh, they they don't hit left-handers and the the Giants have beaten them too many times but they didn't do it uh the Dodgers are strong right now but I uh and, and seemingly healthy and whatnot but uh it's almost like a foreboding that they didn't get the Giants out of there well, do you think that, I mean, I don't know if you saw any of the game on Saturday, but Brandon McCarthy imploded like an old building uh, when they brought him in to relieve, I believe it was, Ker- it might have been Kershaw? No. Well, anyway, he gave up, I don't think he got us recorded an out almost, and they paid a good a good uh, fee to get McCarthy on that team. Is he going to be on the postseason roster, you think? Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But it's stuff like that that really did right. them well, in this weekend. Yes, but I mean they're also a team that has so many parts, you know, and they have so. I mean, they could amass a put the team on a field that could just take off now through the playoffs and win it all. Uh, they could also be eliminated in a couple yeah. of games. Uh, they are, you know, who knows. By the way, with the Nationals, Tanner Roark, uh, sixteen and ten on the year with a sub three ERA. So I think yeah, well, he I would think probably he'll, be he'll the number, be there two. number two. Yeah. And, and at this point, I guess Geo is number three as uh, the most available. But the uh, I mean, yeah, there's they're still a strong team. Don't get me wrong; they were my pick. I, I mean, I think at the beginning of the year but, for the East, uh, yeah. But they uh, um, just didn't. I mean, I, and they did win the East, but they're, right now they're they're not as healthy as they should be. Yeah, they're beatable. They're beatable. They don't American look League, who are you going to take? Well, before we leave the National League, right. what of the Mets? I mean, you, you've got a lot of love for Terry Collins. Yeah, I do. I think he should point. be uh, manager of the year. Uh, yeah. Don't tell a lot of people in New York that, but sure. Oh, I know. But, I mean, he's dealt with more broken parts than anybody. You know. Uh, but does he deserve some of the blame for the fact that all those pitchers are going down left and right? Is it? Is it can you blame it on the workload or... I don't, bad think they, I don't think they have worked them that hard. Really? I really don't. I mean, uh, I, I think so much of it is that pitch. I mean, pitchers today throw you know, a, a top flight starter throws 200 innings uh, and makes a start every fifth day. And that's like a heavy workload. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I we I, just I, talked about it at the start of the show. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, and forget the Hoss Radburn days. I know <laughs> it's hard I know. to though. They were uh, but I mean, still, you look what Fergie Jenkins one year had like thirty-five complete games, uh, and that was more than the National League did the year that I discovered that. You know, it right. was you know, it's like you know the the and they threw hard. You know, they threw hard when they needed to. Uh, now 
Del Crandall said that he could catch Warren Spahn with his bare hands. Uh, but, you know, these guys threw 350 innings. You know, Koufax, he threw hard, and he threw 360 innings. Now, he eventually almost had to have his arm amputated. But uh, still, I mean, he did this for a, a long period of time. Yeah, uh, It's something about knowing your own... You don't throw max effort every pitch. Right. Uh, and you can be more effective not throwing uh, max effort every pitch. Changing speeds is deceiving the hitter. That's what the game is all about. Uh, and to it, that point, Bartolo Colon. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Who's their number two at this at this moment he in time? He might be their number one. I mean, he yeah. is their number two. But <laughs> the... Uh, now we get to apparently we're going to see Cindergard uh, for the He'll, for he'll the be start. the first game, yeah. Well, that'll be exciting. Uh, but while in Brooklyn, I did catch a the Mets Braves game where Inciarte ro- robbed Cespedes to end it. Fantastic moment for this one of the best humble games, Braves fan. Uh, one of the best Braves games of all year. Yeah, yeah. Did have a good from from beginning to end. All the play, the defense, the offense, everything. Yeah, we, we might be able to talk a little Braves uh, to close the show, but uh, uh, let's keep going with um, what. And 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 lastly, before going to the American League playoff picture, um, the Pirates and the Diamondbacks. We both thought they would be true contenders this year. Oh, I didn't year. think the Diamondbacks would. You did. That was just uh, me. <laughs> Which I thought by the, the Pirates would be, and I gave them way too much love. Yeah, yeah. When you look at the Pirates' season, I mean, what big are there big changes in store? Or what, can you look at I, any I one thing know. as to why? I, I don't really know what their free agency uh, thing is right now. I know they've got something with Marte up. Uh, they they need more pitching. They need to go after a starter. Uh, I don't. Uh, what they really need is McCutcheon to return to MVP form. Right. Yeah. Because certainly they they still have you know Cervelli I think locked up for a little yeah. while and th- that outfield is strong so it's too bad I, I I've loved seeing the Pirates there the last three and four years so I have two I have two and yeah. uh, all right so American League now um, who's your favorite who's who's the class of the American League playoffs Red Sox yeah well, I mean they're coming down the stretch you know like a house on fire and uh, they. Uh, they came out of the, the division that has three teams, you know, in the playoffs. Right. So the uh, and running away, yeah, just. is Big Poppy an MVP? Uh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Uh, he is. If ever you were going to give it to a DH in a particular year, it would have to be this year, right? There are a lot of things to consider. Uh, I. Uh, he is still somebody because of the Mitchell report that I have. Uh, I always have that shadow of a doubt over uh, the. Uh, I think he has been a great ambassador for baseball, which is a uh, something that I will always consider. To anybody. Yeah, I mean that's one of the great things a ball player can be, you know, uh, or can do, and he's been really good for the game in so many ways going out like this is storybook uh right he does have the highest ops in the american league uh but he is a dh right well let's let's look at the word valuable because let us not forget hanley ramirez is an all-star 
caliber year. I can't remember if he actually made the All Star game or not. But no, he, his second half was was unbelievable. Right. But his first half. I mean, when he first started, uh, I think the first couple of months he wasn't doing that great. That's right. When Jackie Bradley was just going nuts, you know. So. Right. And Mookie Betts and yeah. yeah. Um. But and Xander Bogarts for that. Fact. Yeah. Um. But Hanley Ramirez is like a, a, a good teammate now, and the fans are digging him. I mean, that's Big Poppy's influence, right? Um, we can give credit to either of them for that. I mean, you know, you got to give credit to Hanley too for uh, seemingly being a positive influence on the clubhouse. Yeah. Well, sure, but you know, you're talking about valuable player. You take what Poppy does on the field oh, and the okay, fact I that he saying. is the yeah, all right, yeah, uh, and yeah, he is. Um, the uh, they've got all those great young players, but uh, he is that veteran. Uh, presence on the team and a tremendous one. He's you know he takes on all the grief. He did, he does what Chipper did here for so long. Sure, uh, and Jeter in New York, of course. Um, different. D- yeah, New York is different. Th- yeah. That's true. Um, so the American League East. I think you and I thought that the AL Central would be more of the powerhouse. Well, but- yeah, we but we thought. I think both of us thought there would be a, uh, a team come or a wild card team coming from the Central. Uh, right. And the fact that the American League East, which was so riddled with question marks at the beginning of the year, is who was really going to be there to send three teams to the postseason. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um, and of those three uh, on the Orioles is Zach Britton, the the Cy Young favorite. He's certainly got to be in consideration. The Orioles are not anywhere there without him. But that you can always say that about everybody's number one. You take out their number one pitcher. Are they going to be there? But this is their closer, mind you. Yeah. Well, I well I'm, I said their number one pitcher just uh, across the staff. The, uh, All right. Uh, fair enough. The uh, I don't uh, taking out a do relievers uh, should they be MVPs? Willie Hernandez was for the Tigers. Uh, yeah. And uh, Dennis Eckersley was for the A's and. Uh, there have uh, Eric Gagne. Uh, Gagne was too, but well, I, yeah, he, you know, he had a little MVP in <laughs> yeah. his uh, bloodstream for right, that. Right, but yeah. I, but that was a heck of a year without knowing yeah. it. Uh, the, uh, uh, you know, I mean, you can't. He was still there. There've been yeah. MVPs that were. Did Raleigh Fingers do it once? I think he may have. I think he may have done it like with the Padres or with the, with another team, but uh, maybe the Brewers. Uh, but the uh, and there have been years where uh, the best pitcher in the league was a relief pitcher. Now I don't believe in this. If you're only throwing uh, 80 innings, I think Gagne threw 83 innings. Uh, the, you know, in um, that. And it was 2003, 2004, right, or one of those, right. yeah. It was 2003, and I think he threw 83 innings. Uh, and that was, that's a considerable amount for a relief pitcher today. Uh, you know, Wagner and those guys were, you know, they're, they're throwing, Kimbrell, they're throwing 50, 65. You know, they'll be in 80 games, but they're only throwing 65. It's hard for me to see that in the uh, course of a whole season, somebody with that smallest segment uh, having being the MVP. Right. Well, I'm going to say, I will say Willie Hernandez, I think, threw 114 when he won it. Yeah. That's a more sizable portion of the year. Well, Tigers would have loved to have had him back this year, I bet. (laughs) In the last 10 years. Yeah, no kidding. To that point, though, you and I there at Turner Field yesterday uh, for the final game at the TED, um, watching the Tigers, who I have a lot of love for, um, 
You didn't think they'd be above 500. No, I didn't. So, I didn't. all right, I'll eat. I know you eat want that. Me to eat. eat it. Yeah. Enjoy it. They yeah. were right there at the end, and that was great to see. And you know, I think it added an extra element to the game yesterday because there was something on the line. Whereas if the Braves, oh had, yes, absolutely, you know, closed out against the Padres or something. Um, but yeah, I felt for the Tigers. It was great to see Seattle contending till the end, you know, right, till the right. last oh, weekend. Oh, you always want to see these, you know, t- it was nice to see a, a game matter that the A's were in, even though they yeah. weren't, you know, you know, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so of the wild card, though, you got Toronto, you got Baltimore. Who do you like in that matchup? Uh, I don't like if, what's his name, Stroman, if he he's fully rested, he comes out and throws against the Orioles. The Orioles, they're like wolves on raw meat with him. I mean, right. uh, and I don't like the pitching lineups that the uh, that the Blue Jays can throw out there. But I have it all year, and I love watching them play. They make baseball fun. They are. They do. Uh, the you know everything from last year's bat flip to uh, Donaldson's hair wave to you know everything. I love it. Uh, and Toronto looks at baseball differently. It's fun up there. They. I don't, all the stuff they do, some of it's a little weird to me, but, you know, uh, now I've always kind of liked the Orioles, you know, I like the old Oriole way. You know, they were the last team to take infield before uh, games. Yeah. uh, It's a shame they don't take infield anymore. Yes, it is a shame. Yeah. Um, Well, the uh, Blue Jays are, uh, you know, to say the very least, stacked with power hitters. You think? Uh, And it's last year, too. For, yeah, the they're, last not gonna, they're not going to have all those guys next year. I, I think NCO, you know, I, I think Double E is gone. And, yeah. And maybe Joey Bats too. Well, it brings up the greater point about uh, the difficulty in, in figuring who MVP is. Uh, you know, I would make a strong case for Miguel Cabrera, 315 average, 106 RBIs, 38 home runs. But 38 home runs gets you eighth place. In the in the uh, so home we're run? about yesterday, I mean the ball's yeah. juiced. I mean, uh, most valuable. There are uh, number wise, uh, and we've talked about this. The, sure. the the best player in the American League is Mike Trout. Period. Amen. There, say no more. But you know, is he the most valuable when you when you're that on that lousy a team? I you know I. Uh, I feel so bad for him because of that. I mean, you know, the way that baseball seems to work now, next year they could be contending depending on how good uh, office front office can be in, in, in making some moves. But to be playing in that relative obscurity of, you know, second fiddle in L.A. just is, is heartbreaking, I think. Because we have all the national coverage and, and, and all of these things. You know, that's that's true. It's not like... Back when there was, you know, one game on every week, and it was always the Yankees. Um, I'm but, sorry, I don't feel sorry for anybody uh, playing for any team in the major leagues who's making millions of dollars playing baseball. We we just, I mean, the uh, this is fair. Which yeah. Jose Fernandez just died, and we we both were were moved by this. And Rest in peace and uh, Absolutely. a tremendous loss. Uh, one of the guys who really did make baseball fun again. But he was playing for the Marlins. You know, what a wonderful organization to play for. Uh, and 
he w- but he was making millions and he loved that speedboat and he was having the time of his life, you know, and uh, good for him, you know. Uh, and but do you feel sorry for him because he played for the Marlins? No, he loved it. Right. Uh, yeah. And Mike Trout is playing in L.A. He's making millions of dollars playing baseball uh, and he's idolized by kids all over. All right. So, yes, you're right. He could go play for the Yankees or he could go play for the Red Sox and be in the famed Red Sox outfield and maybe make a couple of million more a year. <laughs> this is bittersweet poetry you're you're achieving here. Uh, and yes, rest in peace to Jose Fernandez. Um, I don't mean heartbreaking for him so much. <laughs> I mean more for like me, you know? Yeah. Oh, look, if somebody... If 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 I and and you know I saw a lot of this at the at the at the qualifier in Brooklyn you know a lot of players that they can use the World Baseball Classic as a, as maybe a, a springboard to getting a pro contract but without that so many just love the fact that they were playing in a high profile tournament I mean it's great of of course who wouldn't love to be a major league baseball player if you had the talent to even be you know backup catcher or whatever it is but. We're trying to make baseball fun again. We're trying to bring in more fans. And it just seems like Mike Trout gets forgotten. And that's bizarre to me. It's bizarre that he's a golden goose and and, and, and who knows of him? You know, who sees him regularly enough? I don't know. This is such a difference in age here. <laughs> such a difference in age. I grew up watching Hank Aaron uh, and, and Al Kaline. These were my favorite players uh and eddie matthews and they play hank aaron may have been the greatest player ever we we, you know we recognize this in so many different ways uh and they always talk about him playing in relative fan obscurity as you mentioned earlier these were the days where it was the yankees and whoever they were playing uh you know particularly when they owned cbs and that's where the game of the week was uh (laughs) right conflict uh, of interest maybe a little bit notre dame now uh but the um it was yeah, people you knew about him if you knew baseball, but you never saw him. They didn't have the you know the twenty four hour coverage, and you know and, uh, it, it was so people. That doesn't take away his greatness. That doesn't take away my admiration for Al Kaline. You know, I saw him a, a few times. You know, it was great. Uh, but so uh, you can't just because he's not playing you. That's part of the whole fantasy baseball teams. Now you want to put all these guys all over the place, and that's uh, that's where you end up with GMs like AJ Peller ending up in you know virtual, uh, well, being suspended. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What a great what great moves by him in in San Diego there. No, and and it's not to say that I don't want Anaheim to be good. You know, I just I don't know the way that the baseball gods have brought us the modern day equivalent of Roy Hobbs. And just relative obscurity. It's 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 unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But moving right along, um, the uh, American League West. Since we're talking Angels, let's just go right to the Rangers. Rangers are the only team that seems strong enough to take on the Red Sox. Yeah. And uh, then, what about the Indians? Then the we both gave them love at the beginning of the season. I haven't followed them as closely as I should have. Uh, they have, 
they've been strong from beginning to end, and I think you got to give Francona a lot of credit too. Um, I just don't see them as being experienced enough to advance all the way in the playoffs. Right. I think they need this year in the playoffs before they're going to get any further. Well, I think so. They're going to open with the Red Sox, so now we got you know uh, uh, the uh, um, Francona managing against the team that he helped break the curse of the Bambino. Um, do you think that Cleveland uh, they got a fifty-fifty chance, or because obviously no. you're going to take the Red Sox out of it? No, that. I, I I think the Red Sox are going to win. I, yeah, I mean, I think they're I think they're going to beat the Rangers in the next round. Well, I think I'm definitely going to have to pull for Cleveland, though, if if to if to remove, you know, to to move away from trying to be unbiased. But how great would it be if the city of Cleveland, without a professional championship since the '60s, suddenly holds two in a calendar year? Oh, I think it'd be great. LeBron endorsed Hillary today. Oh, there you go. All right, hey, that's, there that's probably nice. isn't a more powerful person in the state of Ohio. <laughs> that's a good point. So. Ohio may just have gone blue, like just then and there. Um, by the way, how great was the SNL <laughs> debate from this weekend? It was great, warmer. <laughs> I like the. I've that's it. I've answered the question. I've won the debate. <laughs> you and I need to incorporate that more yes. into our show here. Um, so, all right, American League. You got the Red Sox going to the World Series. Um, who are you surprised? Uh, was not there at the end of the year. Did you think that Kansas City was going to to eventually get back to the postseason, or did you? Uh, I think I had them as a Houston. wild card. There uh, you go. I thought, yeah, I had Houston. Uh, what happened to Houston? The they got off to such a bad start, such yeah. a bad start. They, I mean, down the second half, they were as good as anybody. Uh, sure, they're a young team that. Um, Going through some growing pains the first half. I mean, but they, you know, there's so many good, so much good young talent, Springer and all those guys. You know, the uh, Altuve may be, you know, we talk about Trout, uh, you know, as the MVP. Uh, the only reason, I mean, uh, Trout's the only reason that I don't consider somebody like Altuve, who uh, led the league in hitting. I mean, he, he was, he's tremendous. And, and yeah, he steals bases too, he does everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he hits with power. You know, I mean, yeah. this year everybody does, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, this year, yeah, I mean, I think he had like 15 home runs or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that double play combination is, oh, yeah. Might be one of the best since uh, Vizquel and Alomar. It is. There are a lot of good young shortstops around. Yeah, certainly. Um, I'm very surprised about how Houston, uh, I mean, that start, it's like the, the old adage, you, Everyone wins 54, loses 54, and it's what you do with the other 54, I guess. But um, they, I, I, I agree. There is a lot of growing pains there. I don't look at last year making the playoffs as an anomaly. I, they I were, think they'll I, be there for oh, I, three I years I think they come. were ahead of the game, though, last year. Sure. And, uh, but well, they, uh, and they also ran into a buzzsaw. The, the Rangers were so good all year. Right, yeah. You know, and the Rangers beat them up. Yeah, yeah, as they did a lot of teams. Right, right. So, um, so in a Rangers Red Sox uh, ALCS, um, how many games is that going to go? Uh, I think it'll go the max. I think yeah. the the Rangers Rangers could very well take it. I mean, they have been the strongest team all year. I just see the Red Sox as having gotten hot here uh, at the end. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. All right, so in the National League, uh, who's going to the World Series to face the Red Sox? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you do. I don't know. You know who you uh, want to say. Uh, I know who I want to say. Uh, I think, without saying that, I think, uh, oh, I gosh, right now I really don't want it to be the Giants. And it, it's their year, you know. I mean, It is uh, their even year. I, I got to say, they snuck in. So my prediction is still alive that it'll be Giants Red Sox and the Giants will take it. So yeah, well, okay, I, yeah, they're the, I mean they scare me uh, just because they're the Giants and Bochi and uh, the Dodgers. They could put the right pieces together and win. They could also put the right pieces to, and be out in three. Uh, yeah. The, uh, with the Mets, I think they it's going to catch up with them. They're just too broken, you know to. Uh, advance i think the same thing is true of washington yeah yeah well i mean it'll i think that's the more intriguing wild card matchup is is uh mets and giants because i mean it's got to be bum is going to pitch that and you know he'll go until his arm falls off if, so you're assuming that uh the giants will beat the mets well i'm a not necessarily. Uh, I mean, the Mets are going to throw well, we'll, Thor out there. Yeah, we'll probably so. have Thor against Mad Bum uh, in the first game, right? Right, and and, and just the as so far, uh, as far as the wild card itself, that's the more right. compelling of the oh, two. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. That well, that's that's yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if the the game in the American League, the uh, Orioles versus uh, the Blue Jays, they, it might be a twenty-five to twenty-three game. <laughs> <laughs> that's true we yeah. might have 10 home runs on each side or it could be two to one are you know? they're playing the rogers center aren't they yeah yeah okay they are they are indeed um yeah but it you know the giants win the wild card game and i'll and, tell you something yeah the rogers center there's something about you know that's hamilton played at the rogers theater and stuff i think there's something to it this year yeah. <laughs> oh fair point just just as good as any i guess <laughs> yeah um but Let's talk about the team that it's so hard to say these words, but Cubs winning the World Series. What does that mean to the world at large? <laughs> to the world at large? I mean, uh, this is I don't, I don't like I mean, it, it might mean that England would leave the uh, European Union. And it, yeah, and that and, a, a reality TV star may become president of the United States. Yeah, I mean, uh, you look at all of the listen, just I'm just throwing this out there. Look at all the iconic individuals who have passed away this year, you know. Uh, I think that's every year, I, uh, but like Muhammad Ali, Prince David Bowie. Um, what's going on with the election here in the United States, Brexit, on and on and on. Cubs win the World Series. I mean that that's four horsemen are are, are at the door, right? Uh, there are a lot of people who say they are anyway, <laughs> whether the Cubs win or not. <laughs> We're veering off topic here. All right, what's your ideal World Series matchup for you personally? What do you want to see the most? Um, Cubs, uh, and then probably Blue Jays. Cubs and Blue Jays. That yeah. would be what I would like to see the most uh, because I think uh, right now, other than the normal zealousness from uh, Boston, uh, the uh, those are the fan bases that are the most sparked right now. Yeah, and both 
teams that are making baseball fun again. And with right. the Cubs, it starts with their manager, which right. is what I think is so great. So um, for me, I would like I would I would genuinely like to see Cleveland there. Um, Cleveland would be probably next. Oh, I said I don't have problems with Baltimore being there. Yeah, you know, the uh, I'm not real keen on either the Red Sox or the Rangers being there. The two teams I think that have a shot to be there. Yeah, I would like to see Cleveland and the Dodgers because I think if the Dodgers are in the World Series, don't you believe Vin would have to maybe come out and call one of those games? If it's a World Series game, I know all the tributes, oh, all the farewells uh, 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 have been sure. great. But I, I, they would have him in the booth. Yeah, sure. They would they would back up the Brinks truck just to make sure he would be Absol- in the booth absolutely, for that. Absolutely, absolutely. They might do it anyway. All right, without um, the Dodgers being there, you know, I mean, it's possible. Yeah. All right. So we all know though what Mr. Manfred would like: Red Sox, Cubs. And honestly, I'm starting to think that that's really how it's going to shake out. We will have the Theo Epstein Bowl for the 2016 World Series. So nobody is more fortunate to have gone to two different teams that were willing to say, here, spend all the money that <laughs> Solomon ever wished he had and build a baseball team. Do whatever you've got to do. And he uh, has gone to... I don't know. Well, they did. Who has spent more? I'm Spent it wisely. I mean, uh, it's not like the Yankees just throwing money away for years, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, he went in and did this, got the right pieces with the Red Sox, and he went and got the right pieces with the Cubs. But he had the resources to do it. He's very fortunate. There aren't many GMs that ever come near that uh, situation. He does it at a young age and does it for, has the two clubs that have given him, you know, that no one, nobody's ever given their GMs. uh, Oh, sure. And so I think this Cubs job is far and away more impressive because so much of it had to do with the draft. Now, yes, in recent years, signing John Lester, sure, which he drafted in Boston, by the way. Yes. Um, And, you know, Hayward remains to be seen how, how dollar for dollar value of that contract. But Look across that, you know, having Chris Bryant, uh, the, the Jake Arrieta trade, um, the trade for Aroidus Chapman. He had the farm system that he built to be able to make that move. And then David Ross. His, who is, who I hope will be the Braves' new manager, but I don't think he will be. Yeah. Uh, the uh, getting rid of Soriano was the biggest trade. Yeah. That exactly. was the biggest thing that he did. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then between those two teams, I'm gonna just flip the coin. I don't know. We'll we'll make that prediction when it comes time. All right, rounding third, coming into home, we need to say some farewells properly. Uh, first and foremost, to Mr. Vin Scully. How great were his last series in Dodger Stadium? And then the I don't know if you got to see any of his final calls in San Francisco, but how great was the the you Dodger know, Stadium finales? It was. They were great. I mean, and as much as I, the Dodgers are an iconic organization that have always done things like that right. And they are doing things like that right now, uh, these days. I think it is great that their first baseman, you know, uh, Gonzalez, he's the one that kind of organizes the tipping of the hat. You know, yeah. and everything. Uh, I mean, that that it's coming from the players. That's part of the thing that's always been kind of a Dodger thing. Um, there is that Dodger blue. And it kind of began with Vin Scully for the last 
grillion years. Yeah, and he doesn't miss a beat either. Oh, no, that's no. what's it's so great. Oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's very up. nice it's of them to do that. And now we look at the yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a national treasure to say the least. So. He is. Um, who takes his place right now? You think is the the great voice of baseball that's that's presently still calling games? Is it does it go to to the Uke, Bob Uecker? No, or? I don't see that. Uh, the guys in San Francisco, Dwayne Kuyper and John Miller, they're pretty good. I'd have to think about that a while and really go through every uh, uh, every organization and those that are not. Uh, people connected with MLB and, uh, and ESPN and sure. stuff like that. I, I would really have to think about that for a while. Because uh, Vin Scully has been it without question for so long. Right. Oh, absolutely. So, and he is, you know... With- he was the only one doing the games alone. I mean, Rick, he yeah. and Rick Monday and everybody, they would get together, you know, uh, every day for dinner, I think. But, uh, the, yeah. uh, but I mean, he, just, he was unbelievable. Yeah. And then the final game at Turner Field last year, I, I drug you to it last year. The the, the final game, uh, the final game at Turner Field yesterday. Okay. Um, drug you to it, kicking and screaming. And, but it was great. I, it, it was. was it, it was. was. It was great. Uh, and what a fitting way to end Turner Field and with a one zero shutout. Yeah. I mean that was like. By the way, we're about pitching. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And but the the way they tore down the last number, I that was. That was weak. I mean, it was it was appropriate in one sense. We talked about but, who could do it and everything, and we yeah. both. I mean, figured, uh, and I think people all year figured that Turner would, right? Uh, but he may not be in. Uh, he's been in some ill health recently, you know, and uh, he may not have been healthy enough. He may not have had any desire whatsoever. Turner was right. a different. Yeah. Uh, Type of person, yes. Uh, Ted Ted Turner was a different person. <laughs> yeah, you heard right, it here. You right. heard it here first. Uh, yeah, we but, talked about the different, and then yeah. we talked. Jimmy w- was there. Uh, President the Jimmy Carter, yeah, yeah. was there uh, at the game. The uh, who's also had health problems, but and uh, but still, uh, they didn't the they didn't handle it correctly. And then the when they revealed, they take away the number and say they're opening day for yeah. next year that was too corporate for me braves ownership not handling something correctly you know, no that was not even possible that was a little too corporate yeah no i mean the final game at turner field in atlanta i i thought it was very uh hilarious to say the least the final tribute video going into the top of the ninth where it was pretty sad the narration saying i've been here for 20 years <laughs> no 20 years that's so long. No Nobody's one, been alive that long. Right, exactly. So, but I mean, over under number of games you will go to at SunTrust Park in 2017. More than this year. Uh, yeah, well, that yeah. was your protest movement but, to not go uh, to a Braves game this year. Uh, not a, No, not to go to a game at Turner Field this year. Uh, the, you were going to go to a Braves game somewhere else? The, yeah. <laughs> Make the drive to, okay, but, <laughs> go, go uh, on. The... Um, the I uh, imagine 10. I'm wow. going to say 10. For the over-under. So. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. We'll 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 see about that. I don't know if you'll be able to get... You're going to have to walk from here because the traffic will be so bad. I can probably still get there quicker than I would be driving <laughs> down to the Turner Field. Whatever. It's... <laughs> 
that I'm, I'm not going to go there because it still upsets me. Um, but go then park at the county store at uh, on, on Mount Barron. Yeah, and then just walk from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Baseball insiders in Atlanta or people coming to Atlanta, we can give them a lot of hot tips next year for yeah. how to get to the new stadium. So, um, and but then finally, I, I really do want to talk about Jose Fernandez because yes, so many wonderful, heartfelt things said about the kid. He was on top of the game. I just. again, along the same lines about my fandom heartbreak about not seeing Trout and like King Felix in Seattle on teams that are playing in October and making waves. this is certainly a lot more sorry. Exactly. I mean, uh, this is, it was awful. What was the glass, what was the ceiling on Fernandez as a baseball player to you? Oh, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean that was the ceiling. I mean, well, there, there would have been, yeah, uh, he had but, a long ways to go, but he had the uh, the tools, you know, to be there. But more than anything else, he he was somebody that was engaging. I, I'll never forget the game when Freddie was just like uh, just raking. It was going through a real hot streak, and uh, they're in Miami, and uh, Fernandez turns around to him after Freddie hit a double. Says, how, "You know, uh, the, how does anybody get you out? You know, and yeah, uh, it was great." They're laughing back and forth. That's shoot. That's great. I, you know, he was great for the game in, in so many ways. And and Levitard said it so so effectively and 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 in a heartbreaking fashion. How for that infamous Marlins franchise, here was the one thing that was really bringing people out in that community in you know Miami. Um, and you know, it's just it's a shooting star of a of a, a whole other ilk to me. Um, and I mean, when Barry Bonds <laughs> yeah. is loosening up to the point where he's hugging and kissing a dude and then, you know, uh, hugging D Gordon, uh, I mean, the D Gordon home run that, that next game that they, that the Marlins it was, played. The whole thing was very emotional. I mean, and, uh, I think only people in Miami really recognize the impact that he had, uh, not only on. Uh, the Marlins and the Cuban community, but the whole region. And, and uh, but all of us can recognize his importance to baseball itself. Yeah. So hopefully that energy will, will recreate itself, if you will, in some other young player that we haven't heard of yet. So definitely a, a rest in peace to number 16, Jose Fernandez. So, well, coach, it's great to see you again. It's yeah. great to be back here. We're going to try and do a, a podcast uh, every week for October. Um, so much more we could talk about that we will talk about in the uh, upcoming, you know, we got free agency, of course, is getting interesting coaches, getting uh, fired and rehired. Um, you know, uh, this just it's great. This really is the our time of year. So yeah, it certainly is. Certainly. So so thank you, as always, to everyone uh, listening to the podcast on iTunes and on SoundCloud, checking out the website, runningthebases.com. We got a lot of great new followers in the last couple of weeks, uh, those following along uh, while at the World Baseball Classic Qualifier. Um, you can find us on YouTube. Leave your comments, uh, questions, concerns, all those things, predictions for anything baseball-related. So. But for Mr. Coach Bounds, uh, I am Tucker Wells. This is the Running the Bases podcast. We're coming into home and we're safe. Coach, you have yourself a good night. Good night. Here come the wild cards. Can't wait. Cannot wait.